It's time for the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Grab your coffee, your Bible, a pen, and your journal. It's time to be encouraged. And now here are your hosts, Terry and Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. If you're needing a little extra encouragement to push through your day, then you've come to the right place. That's right. Today we're going to have some fun with some favorite foods from our 50 states. And we'll be talking about your week and how it's going so far and uh, what is yet to come. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Melissa has the word for your day. And we have some great news that you can use to share with you today. And as always, we're taking your prayer requests, which right. by the way, they're never an interruption to our show. They're a very big part of our show. Um, and so we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. I also want to let you know that we can't see you come in and out of the social media rooms unless you type in your chat box. This is the place we want to give you a personal shout out, a very big welcome and encouragement today. But we can't do that unless we know where you're tuning in from and that you're tuning in. So type in your chat box. Let us know where you're at this morning. And here's a very important question. We don't typically ask this on a Thursday, but we want to know today. What is in your cup? That's right. We care about what you're drinking this morning. And the reason we don't always ask that on a Thursday is because we typically come to you 12 hours later. We usually come to you on Thursday Night Live, but we're unable to join you this evening. And so we wanted to be with you. We missed you Monday. We didn't want to miss you today. So it's Thursday morning. That's right. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that because I was like, what day is today and why are we on so early? And that's probably what you're asking too. But it's been a crazy week for us. Uh, Robin Woodard, uh, saying right now, good morning uh, from her desk at Fort Knox. Water in her cup this morning. Might not get to stay for the whole thing because work is crazy. crazy. I wanted to comment about that because it has been crazy for us. Good crazy in a lot of ways. We spend some time with family. That's um, always special. You know, out of town. And so that's why we weren't here Monday morning. And then uh, we've got some things going on tonight. And uh, so that's why we're here this morning for you. For you. And, and you're here for us. And for and us. Good, yes. <laughs> Selfishly. We love being with you. Good morning, yeah. Janice from Spring, Texas. Good morning. She's drinking Cran Apple Spark this morning. Sister, that sounds good. Ah, that's amazing. Uh, now, now, I like Cran Apple stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. do. Yep, yep. And I'm feeling apple-y. Um, I ordered some scented candles. Baylor and I love to try to scented candles for my pickup order today. Wow. And I was like, is it apple time yet? Not it's quite. Almost. 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 Monica from Omaha, Nebraska. Good morning. I'm going to have to get used to that. I feel like I have welcomed you on this show from three different states. Yeah. Now, did y'all, did they move to Omaha or Council Bluffs? Nope. They're in Omaha. Omaha this yep. time. Okay. Yeah. So you're a Nebraskan, not yeah. an Iowan. No, nope, they're okay. not an Iowan. Although, okay. come on. It, I think if you live in Council Bluffs or Omaha, you're so close to the other. Yeah. Just don't mix up your sports teams. Oh, there is a goodness. line that divides them very clearly. Right <laughs> you there, guys are serious know. about that too. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, MK from Shelbyville, Kentucky, just down the street, my favorite town, having an iced decaf Starbucks Pike Place coffee with half and half. It is so good to hear you type that. <laughs> Do we hear her type? Well, no, but cool when I could. see when I see and I hear that, it just it's it's routine, it's home, it's nostalgic. It makes me feel good that MK's drinking her regular. Yeah, I, I can I can relate to what you just said though, because sometimes you know when you read something <laughs> You hear it in you their hear, voice. You hear in your head that person's voice when when they said it. <laughs> so yeah. So that, that's 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 what it's yeah, like. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Hey, if you're wondering why we're on this morning, it's because we just simply missed you. And we wanted to be with you. And we <laughs> We want to encourage you today.
today in the word of Jesus and also in prayer and just talking about all the positive good things that are going on in the world today. And also if things aren't so great in your life, we want to we want to pray with you. We want to help you. We want to turn that around with you. Um, so let us know. We have an interesting show this morning that yeah. Terry has planned up. Strange things, green and sticky. Um, you know, what's brown and sticky? Yeah, don't, don't, uh, uh, yeah. A stick. A stick. Baylor, <laughs> Baylor told me that, that last joke. night. She says, are you going to tell what's green and sticky? And No. It's like, it's brown I don't, it doesn't sticky. quite work that way. Maybe a, 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 a switch from, never mind. Uh, so <laughs> from the, a weeping so the willow title, tree. <laughs> yes, so from this weeping willow tree. The strange things, we're going to cover some categories today of some strange things. Just, I mean, just when you hear the topic, you'll be like, yeah, okay, I can relate. We also have some things that are related to the color green that we're going to talk about today. And no, it's not St. Patty's Day. We haven't traveled back in time. And also sticky things, okay? And the sticky looks kind of yucky, but I think you're going to enjoy this sticky <laughs> thing today. All right? Isn't that funny? You yeah. know what? We don't have the chair turned around with our beautiful pink light giving us the backlighting. Oh, yeah. I was in the process of doing yeah, that. Yeah, it, it looks all cattywampus. The it looks chair like is we're all just kind of sloughing on the job man, here. Man, it's like we don't have our business together. <laughs> wow. Hey, we sure did miss you Monday. The last time we were with you was last Saturday, and it feels like a forever long time ago. Yeah, yeah it does. So we were um, celebrating the life of our dear sweet sister and friend, and um, we were in Columbus, Ohio with family, and um, we loved seeing family. We just didn't particularly love the reason we were all yeah, coming together, yeah. but you know what? It was a beautiful celebration of her life. Yeah, when you do get together with family and friends because of a, a situation like that, a memorial service, a funeral, whatever, uh, it is hard mm-hmm. because you, you love getting together with folks, but... You know, it's yeah. those kind of things uh, yep. that bring us together sometimes. That's right. Uh, that's right, sis. A stick. Thank you very much. She has given the punchline for what is brown and sticky. Mm-hmm. Monica says she's still an Iowa fan, even go. though she's living in Nebraska, <laughs> across the river, across the bridge. Good morning, Taylor, Jewel, sweet darling. It's good to see you on here this morning. And good morning, Asher and Riley. Yeah, yeah. MK says Jeff is working from home today as he has Dunkin' Donuts coffee with cinnamon and vanilla in his cup. That is something I can get on board with yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey I, speaking of coffee, yeah. I just I just got an article <laughs> thing this morning from WDRB News that there is a new coffee uh, shop that is coming to Louisville. Uh, they have two locations in Lexington, and they said they have one in Bowling Green. But Seven Brew Coffee is coming to Louisville, and they're going to be in the uh, Middletown uh, area. And it is one of those. It's a coffee. It's a container store. We've seen these, those before. These container coffee shops intrigue us. We absolutely mm-hmm. love them. We love this idea. And I think picture. Terry's going to show the picture yeah, of the them there. delivering the coffee shop. It's this container and I love repurposing. And so I think it's great that they're repurposing shipping containers into something that's so good and beneficial for a community. Yeah. And uh, the first time we saw a container coffee shop was in Tulsa, downtown mm-hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. And it was a great place. And I went, my brother took us there. Oh, it almost played the newscast. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, this cow wasn't planning to do that. But. Anyways, we think it's great. So good on you, Seven Brew. Welcome yeah. to Louisville. It's a drive-through uh, shop. In case you're uh, wondering, well, what, how's that work? But you can see how the building is set up that it would do that. Um, so uh, it's uh, they're going to offer over twenty thousand unique combinations to choose from, including coffees, teas, smoothies, energy drinks, and infused sparkling waters. And um, one of the uh, regional managers for Seven Brew said they're just really trying 
trying to revolutionize how people experience their drive-through experience. Well, I want to say, if they're like all the other container coffee shops, there is a walk-up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they don't have an opening date yet, but I'm sure since it's already self-contained, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably not going to be too far down the road. Looks like they need to do some parking lot issues. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've but, definitely got some construction. Uh, and they also do. have some, uh, one in Jeffersonville and several also in Indiana. That's so. great. Good on yeah. y'all. Yeah. That's great. Welcome. Yep. And Janice says when she read the title today, she thought surely they're not talking about boogies. No. <laughs> we are not. That's funny because Baylor asked, are you going to talk about... No. We're like, going no. to try to keep it as mature and grown up as we possibly can. Oh, well, good luck with that. Well, I mean, Brett's me. not on, so I feel like we're safe. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. He preached uh, on India TV Brett, last night. Yeah, Brett so. was on. Brett was preaching in uh, over 3 million homes in India last night on Grace India TV. And um, I imagine he's probably, because of the time difference, he's probably sleeping in. I don't think so. I think Jedman was up and at it early this morning. I saw the, the best video of him. Oh, okay. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah. he did a great job last night, and I got to host that with him, and that I'm just, it was a really good evening. Yeah. MK said she heard too, Terry, that that coffee shop is coming in Louisville. That's yep. so good. Yep. I love that. I love We like it. new options. You know? Absolutely. Because, I mean, just about every corner you turn, they've done a really good job yeah. of making sure that you can have a drive through with scooters just about anywhere in the city. They yeah. have really made their mark uh, in the area. We'd like to see Bigby doing that. Yeah. That awesome. Come on, Bigby. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, hey, talking about coffee, do you know what's in your cup this morning? I, I know do, that you do. And I got an extra big cup just because. Okay. Well, let's talk about this. We were in Columbus, Ohio for a couple days this week um, to lay our sweet <laughs> sister Michelle Baker to rest and to celebrate her life. And while we were there, we absolutely took the opportunity to go to Winans, our favorite coffee and chocolate shop. I'm not keen on the chocolate, but I love the coffee. We did pick up some chocolate this time for Brett and Taylor to experience. And Taylor Beth got her first cup of Winans and she enjoyed it. We also got a chance to pick up a little coffee for Taylor and Colin. And of course, we bought a bag. This time we are trying the Southern Pecan. Hello, two thumbs up, five full cups. We love this. It is absolutely delicious. So Winans Chocolates and Coffees, they have three locations in the greater Columbus, Ohio area. By the way, you can order them online and you guys, they have a new app. And so I get zip, like I'm not in commission. I'm not getting any good deals off of this. I'm just telling you the truth. There's a couple coffees that I love and I will choose over every other brand. Bones Coffee and Winans. I absolutely love them. Well, and just walking into the shop yesterday. It was yesterday the day before. It's a beautiful shop. It's in Germantown. It's in a beautiful little um, suburb. It's right out of downtown Columbus and they have like brick lined streets and yeah. it's a very it's a very cool community well and, and eric shop baker had requested some highland grog highlander grog from yeah. uh, winans and have they were grinding it and and brewing it when i could smell it coming up the stairs and it was just like oh, wow it's heaven yeah. and so um it's a really bold coffee that's really smooth okay and this one is the kind of coffee that i can i can just keep drinking and keep drinking and keep drinking there's no funky aftertaste there's no weird chemically flavor it is really really well done especially for a local roaster 
and they just do an excellent job. Yeah, they do. Um, and they're they are top notch. And the owner remembered me when we came in this time. Yeah, um, she's totally not impressed by me. What? But, no, don't say that. Yeah, That's uh, not edifying and it's not encouraging. Well, I'll tell you. She remembered you because <laughs> you came in and gave I note think, to them that you were a podcaster and that you wanted to share with people. Now to ke- to come to complete that thought. I think that she was pretty, you know how some people are a little bit introverted and quiet and maybe not as outgoing and sometimes outgoing people make them like take a step back like, whoa, that might be, you might, you might be too much for me. I felt, I felt that I might be too much for her. No, she and, had a smile on her face. She says, I remember you. Well, she was so, pleasant, but I yeah. don't think I'm impressing her. Well, that's not our job. Our job is to talk Are about things kidding? we love, and that's what I we're doing. I love people to love me. Well, I know, I know, but sometimes that, for me, has been one of my things. Well, I'm not trying when to get off When I don't impress people, like, I'm, I'm not like, trying to get off on weird uh, areas of that we need repentance in. No, I'm no, just saying okay. I think I frightened the lady, Okay. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Why? This is a really good cup of coffee because I can actually taste the pecan flavor. I put creamer in my coffee. Well, yeah. let me reverse that. I put coffee in my cream. Yeah. Actually, I use a little less today because I like the flavor of Winans coffee. You don't have to do a whole lot to it to really dress it up. But when I when I poured it, I was like, oh, there's that fresh goodness that I've really come to know and love from Winans. And so... I thank you for making it this morning. Thanks, Robin. Robin loves mm-hmm. me. That's all that matters. I know. Um, my mother has always told me, sometimes I'm a little bit much to take. And when I'm excited about something, I realize it's kind of like a bull just charging straight ahead. I get you. And I I'm get you. all I'm all for coffee. How about we get a little mug shot? Can we try it today? A little mug Olympics? Well, we try it all the time. I've got... Your, I feel like your, your elbow's in my back, though, here. You don't like that? Um, not particularly. <laughs> Not this morning. Uh, where, I got my Kansas cup. Where's this Jack and, and Sally? There they are. Okay, I'm you feeling better. a little holiday festive here. You want to come a little bit closer? I would do, but how about my mug? Three, two, one. I You're love killing that. me today. I love that. That's the song. Do you remember that song? What? Come a little bit closer. You're my kind of man. I don't. No? No, what's that? <laughs> Are you kidding? Who, who sang it's that song? It's an old country song. Okay. You guys remember that song? <sighs> so big and so strong. It was Marie Osmond. Oh, was it? Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why I missed it. I don't know. I'm Marie not, Osmond. Not that I wasn't a, an Osmonds fan in the well, 70s. I, I wasn't. I don't even know where that came from. Oh, okay. Is it funny that you just remember something? No, sometimes it works like that. Hmm, and then crazy. other times you're like, what did I come into this room for? Well, now that Terry <laughs> says I put my foot in my mouth, let me try to redeem myself by giving some shout outs this morning to some of our favorite listeners. All of you that listen by podcast, we really honor and love you. We can't see you and you can't see us, but my word, how you love to listen to our content. And we're really honored and grateful for that. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa Wright. Special podcast listeners are the United States Postal Workers in Shelbyville, Kentucky. They enjoy listening to podcasts as they sort the mail in the morning. And then they deliver it and we're grateful. So thank you very much. Here in the 40065, we love you, Shelbyville Postal Workers. Karen over at Cake and Candy Supply, we love you, Karen. We love your store. We love your goodies. 
We enjoy seeing your face. We're going to have to get back in there again, aren't we, real soon? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then Rick over from Faywood Farm. We met Rick Sullivan last week. Your honey is the best honey. Yeah. At the farmer's market. We keep finding reasons to eat it, too. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, and and this Saturday at the uh, farmer's market, they're doing a back-to-school bash, so Mm -hmm. that ought to be cool. I don't remember the times of it. Was it like 10 to 2 or 10 to 3? And I think we're going to poke our head in there and get some more dog treats. The homemade dog treats that we've been buying are a huge hit with two little chihuahuas. That's what we probably should have brought over here, too. Maybe, Um, Maybe Saturday after we get some. We can definitely yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it then. They smell better than a lot of the stuff that I make. They're very, very well made. They yeah. smell good. Well, speaking of the farmer's market, I mean, I know that that has a tendency to say, oh, well, there are things that you grow and things that you can't grow that you go find because these people are really good at it. But we have our garden in the backyard, if you've been kind of following along. And so part of our green, let's say we've got the title Strange Things Green and Sticky. So in in line with the green, how about we do a little bit of uh, a little shot of this? This is some pickles that you have made recently. They're green. Mm-hmm. They're yep. green. They're and they're not, all dill. Yeah, these are a dill batch. Mm-hmm. The bread and butter batch is next. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. Su- what do y'all call them? Sweet pickles or bread and butter pickles? Yes. And our, our, our buddy Greg Farron grew these. Cucumbers. Uh, these uh-huh. are his cucumbers. Cu- and uh-huh. these these were giant cucumbers. Yeah. We didn't get them planted. We didn't get any planted soon enough to be able to have some of our these own. Are, but yeah, that is the ten, canning process. 10 cucumbers right there. From the process that you're learning how to do, you're able to stock up and help us to uh, stock that pantry. And, and also, speaking of, let's see, here was the other. Uh, that I had another picture of some of the stuff that you've been doing some of the canning the tomatoes now the tomatoes on the right uh, the, with the large tomato and the cherry tomatoes that's out of our garden correct? yeah uh-huh that was the harvest t- late Tuesday night when we got home uh-huh. and then on the left in the pot cooking our Greg's our Greg's which made the salsa that yeah. you see in the top picture and also in the jars that you can we, yeah in the but salsa. that's only one quarter of the tomatoes mm, that I blanched and yes. then made so, into salsa so that's been really good and having if you have fresh canning stuff I mean maybe maybe your folks maybe uh, you're of an age where your your parents used to can or your grandparents or whatever um, maybe you've got some sweet memories of that and being able to open a, a fresh jar of apple butter or or tomatoes or whatever it might have been green beans a lot of people can oh, green I beans. used to have green beans, beans all the time yeah. and so those kind of things are the things that make you really say you know what we're thankful lord that uh, you are providing for us mm, and so it gives us an opportunity and and to see you working in the kitchen and doing the things that you love that's always that's always fun. i really do love that i really do yeah yeah so that's a that's a good thing uh let's see robin says that it looks amazing thank you yes uh i did i think we're almost out of salsa already though um because (laughs) i took well we went through a whole we didn't eat a pint we ate a quarter of that just the three of us the first week because it was just we we enjoyed it yeah and then i took some up to the baker's Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and we had some jalapenos from Greg that oh, went up Oh, and there by the well. way, Eric said the jalapenos are amazing. Yeah, so I saw that you. text. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. And, yeah. So, and also some pickles for the girls. Robin says Otis's mom canned really good green beans. Man. And, uh, you know, uh, I nothing love, else like that. That's one of my favorite memories of my grandma. They had it. My, gra- my grandparents had a great garden, and their, my grandma's canned green beans were just like you couldn't. 
yeah. I, there was nothing better until I tried Taylor Beth's nannies. Mm. And those are as good. Robin said those moms pickled them. She had Ooh, pickled green beans. Really? I've never had pickled green beans. I, I, uh, I think I have, but mm. I, it's been a long time. Oh but my, I think I might love that. Pickled okra, apple rings. I love okra. I love pickled okra. Yeah. I love green beans. By the way, it's still not too late to plant. By the way, if you have a garden or you want to have a garden, can I just tell you, August, the beginning of August is not too late. There are some short harvest crops that you can plant right now. And we are going to get in the garden again this week, not only to continue harvesting and weeding and doing all the things that we're doing, but we're going to plant a second round of some stuff. We are going to plant okra. It's a short turnaround crop. Yeah. Also, radishes are a 25-day to harvest crop. So if you like radishes get your radishes in the ground you can still do that here before the freeze comes um some other things are short turnaround crops cucumbers and tell me some other things that i have forgotten mm, green beans, I think bush green beans. beans yeah. bush beans we can still get another round of bush beans in. yeah so we're gonna do that yeah so those are some of the green things that we've been talking about. You probably see the green thumbs on our little emojis, uh, bitmojis there on the screen on your corner. A little green thumb action. We're learning how to have green thumbs. It used to be our place was the house that you brought everything to die. <laughs> Right? Yes, yeah. it's true. But now now we're kind of starting to get the hang at some things. So um, so we have decided that we will no longer say that we are not people who can who kill everything, but we are <laughs> going to be people who grow things because yeah. we are having a really good, we're, we're really enjoying it. Um, and we're getting better because we're learning. You know, Monica's mom used to can tomato juice for chili. Oh, I, cool. I We are about to have, our tomatoes are just now turning. And I mean, we have... I can't tell you how many pounds and pounds and pounds of them. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do, I'm going to go ahead and water bath um, some tomato juice as well and some diced tomatoes so that I have those yeah. for chili and stew and soups. And we use a cool. ton of diced tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. In this house because we make, you know, so many things, Mexican chicken guts and all the things. Right. I'm also going to, when I make up a big batch of chili, I am going to go ahead and use my pressure canner. I've decided that is what I'm going to use for the first round of using my new pressure canner. That's awesome. Is chili. Robin says that her grandma used to pickle watermelon rind. You know, as well. I heard I've that. Heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I've never tried it, but I heard it. Yeah. Before we go on, good morning. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. This is episode number 140. 41, strange things, green and sticky. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things like that today. We've also got some great news that you can use, mm -hmm. you know, our headlines, positive headlines. And um, we've got who knows what else is going to come up. We're going to have some fun with some 50 states foods, uh, kind of things like that. And so welcome. We're glad you have joined us today. Yes, we are. Janice says, the memories of snapping green beans on my grandma's back porch before canning is my favorite. I hated it as a kid, but now I wish. Yeah. We used to do the same thing. Grandma would set a um, bowl in front of us, a bag beside us, uh, you know, for, for uh, ends and trash. And um, then, uh, what do you call it? It's some newspaper so that we didn't make a yeah. royal mess. I love snapping green beans. There's I a meme them. out there on the internet and it shows a bunch of ladies sitting on a porch uh, snapping some beans and, it, and the, the caption says the original Snapchat. Ah, that's good. I haven't yeah. seen that one. Yeah, that's cool. I would enjoy that. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you, Janice. Those are my favorite memories. Yeah. I, I I loved sitting with grandma and doing that. And a bunch of us would often get together and do that. I just I just truly enjoyed that. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're a Bones coffee lover, we have it under good authority that they are having a flash sale today only. You get 15% off all your Bones essentials. And if you just go to our website so that you can find the Bones link right there on our webpage and then click the button in our website uh, to go to Bones Coffee. And if it's your first order that you've ever made with them, you can get 20% off your first order at checkout by typing in the coupon code TGM Show TV. It's there at the bottom. It's also on our website. But if you've already purchased before, and this is not your first time, they're offering 15% off your Bones Essentials today. I don't have word on whether there's a special uh, code or not. I uh, might want to no. investigate that. I didn't no. see it in the text message, but uh, I think they just wanted just, to give us a heads up. It's I an end it's, of summer flash sale. It's a site-wide sale for the end of summer. So go on and get your coffee cups and all yep. your coffee at Bones. I love that they do this. I love yeah. that they announce it. I love that it's not a secret. Go yeah. get you all things Bones. We... Um, are drinking wine ins a couple days in a row because we are down to the we end. We need to order some more. So you know what that means. Yep. We're yep. ordering bones today, yeah, too. Yeah, that's good. Monica says, I wish I would have learned her grandmother's method better. I would have loved to do canning, or her mom. I would have loved to do canning for our pantry. Monica, can I tell you something? I, I don't remember all of the techniques and how my grandma did all of her canning, but I I have decided that I am going to do it. And so this year, this summer has been the summer that I am teaching myself learning off Pinterest and Google and TikTok and Instagram. You guys, there are so many accounts out there and you can learn so much. The ball canning jar book is an amazing way to learn and keep up with how to can different things. With today's internet you can literally learn anything yeah, you can get on youtube google it whatever it's not too late to learn how to water bath can it's not too late to learn how to pressure can it's not too late to learn how to garden my goodness terry and i are not spring chickens and we are learning so many new things this summer that we are enjoying we are slowing down intentionally and we are enjoying the things of life i um, heard myself say the other day um, I need to can, but I'd rather sew. Hmm. Remember when I yeah, said that? Yeah, yeah. I said I need I said to, it'd be a good t-shirt. I need you know? to can. I need to can, but I'd rather be sewing. But I'd rather sew. <laughs> or you could switch it. I, I, I need to be sewing, well, but I'd rather be Well, it depends on the day. Some days I'd rather yeah. can, and it. Yeah. I, I love to sew every yeah. day. So. Yeah. Well, today is August 10th, and that means on the National Day calendar that we have a special sticky kind of day today that we are, are celebrating, if I can find it here. Oh, there it is. Hey, today is National S'mores Day. You know how st sticky s'mores can get, right? Because, uh, you know, the gooey, all the components that goes in there, the marshmallow, the chocolate when you melt it all. And people of all ages, most people, of all ages love this gooey toasted treat are you a fan of s'mores you know i i, I can usually um stomach one maybe because i know the marshmallow was kind I of a drawback yeah i'm not a huge marshmallow fan yeah um, but i don't mind it i if there was a way to just have the chocolate melted on the graham cracker i'd be more yeah, down with that but yeah. i don't mind to have um, a s'more ever now and again yeah well the origin of this this snack is credited to the entrepreneur alec barnum and uh but the first recorded version of the recipe can be found in the 1927 publication of tramping and trailing with the girl scouts Right? I was a Girl Scout. And even though they are, here you go. Even though the Girl Scouts were not the first ones to make s'mores, Girl Scout groups described them in a report as early as 1925. And some earlier recipes used the name some mores, mm -hmm. 
uh, so hence the shortening. It's unclear when they when they really shorten it to the common name, but a lot of variations on the original s'mores find their way around a campfire because people, you know, marshmallows not their thing. Sometimes they try spreading peanut butter on the graham crackers before adding the other ingredients. Yeah, uh, they can substitute peanut butter cups yep. in place of the chocolate bar. Yep. We've done that. Yes, uh, replace the graham crackers with fudge dipped cookies. Now there's an idea, and then add banana slices. Some people do. Wow. Um, so if you think they're too messy, but you enjoy the flavor, you can even put the ingredients into delicious desserts like cakes, pies, dips, mm-hmm. uh, all those kinds of things so that you can enjoy the taste of the s'mores. And that is what we're celebrating the sticky today yeah. in our things, uh, strange strings, uh, green and sticky. They're not green s'mores. That would be weird. That, But they're yeah. sticky. You mm-hmm. remember um, Bryston, his birthday is around July 4th. Yeah. And I like to honor people on their birthday if I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if the opportunity arises and I like to make their favorite kind of cupcake I like to sort of perfect a recipe for them and I learned how to do a s'more cuppy cupcake yeah, yeah and that has turned into one of a highly requested yes, flavor it is really good s'mores are a very popular treat and I'm glad that we have um, expanded them past the campfire into our typical desserts yeah Colin our son-in-law this week um, introduced us to a s'mores chocolate covered s'mores treat from Costco. Oh, and I believe it was, was the Kirk I think it was the Kirkland brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean it tasted out of this world. And um, <laughs> that was uh, something that Michelle bought. Michelle um, always knew how to find the best Costco treats. <laughs> and if you guys have ever been at Costco or you all are members of Costco, you know they have a lot of good treats. Yeah, they sure do. And we're, we're getting ready to kind of explore all those uh, options. Yeah, we just got our membership. We just got our membership. So, uh, but look, it's funny that you're, you're mentioning this. Check this out. I took a picture of it because I wanted to remember what these gooey, yummy treats were. Yeah. And so there they are. Yeah. It says milk chocolate, kettle cooked caramel, grams, and marshmallows. It was actually really delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for Colin to share that I with took the us. picture maybe I was like, maybe i'm not grateful i'm trying to eat healthy i'm trying to do better to take care of myself <laughs> and here i am going well oh those he, chocolates are delicious they also <laughs> had uh reese's uh dipped uh, animal crackers at their house are so you, wow oh, I saw, and i saw those at the loves on our way home from, from oh, columbus really? yeah now, see, uh, you know i'm not like a Reese, reese's fan yeah. um so i'm not jumping all over that one but that's i my family is so well, that's good that that's is good. good good stuff good hey, stuff hey we're so glad that you've joined us this morning. It's the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa on Thursday morning. It right. is morning. We typically come to you on Thursday Night Live for those of you who are like, so what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah. If you missed episode number 140, it does seem like it was weeks ago, but it was just uh, this last Saturday. We uh, we called it Bees, Knees, Relationships, and Magical Dogs, okay? Trying to come up with some creative titles, and all three of those things were talked about in that episode. You just have to go back and listen to find out where the bees' knees were. I'll give you a hint. It has to do with honey. Uh, we also had our coffee of the day was Baxter's Coffee. Uh, we talked about the local honey from Rick at Faywood Farm from the farm market that morning. Uh, Our news you can use uh, was In God We Trust being displayed in every classroom in Louisiana public schools according to a new law that they've just passed. The word for your day came from Proverbs 5 and the Wheel of History. We had a lot of cool stuff in there from music and pop culture, entertainment and exploration. And of course, the magical dog came from a joke. 
<laughs> you can find all of that and our previous episodes on our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Just click on the blog link at the top of the page and it'll take you all to all the episodes right there. I love that you can check out previous shows. I love that you can check out all of like the blog top topics and you do such a good job with the website thank, thank you, you so thank much you. terry i appreciate that mm-hmm. i really do absolutely you guys are a quiet bunch on a thursday morning but we're so happy to be with you yeah. nonetheless i'm glad that you've joined us yeah it's good you want to do the word for your day or do you want to do the news you can use where do you want to go to news you can use i think that'd be all great. right here we go It's news you can use. That's right. This is the news segment where we give you good news only and our news anchor, Terry Wright, coming to you this morning. Take it away, Terry. That's right. Hey, in the news you can use this week, Jesus Revolution movie is in the number in the top five this week on Netflix, adding another accomplishment to the portfolio of a film that already had made waves in theaters earlier this year. It was the number four most popular movie on Netflix on last Wednesday, two days after it launched on the platform and five months after it surprised Hollywood observers by opening at number three in the box office at theaters. And so California pastor Greg Laurie, whose story is told in the movie, has even bigger goals for the film. He said on Instagram, let's get it to number one. Uh, Netflix has over 75 million subscribers. Let's pray God uses this film to touch their hearts with the gospel. And of course, if you haven't seen it yet, Jesus Revolution, no spoilers here, follows the real life story of hippie evangelist Lonnie Frisbee, played by Jonathan Rumi, who we know as Jesus from The Chosen, he joins forces with straight-laced pastor Chuck Smith, played by Kelsey Grammer, also known as Frazier, to lead a group of hippies to Christ. Uh, It started a nationwide revival. And uh, the producer said uh, that God just used them as nitroglycerin to kind of ignite a movement during that time in the 60s and early 70s. And Chuck was one of the first people to let the hippies in the church. So it's a really good story. Uh, A lot of people relating to it. Jesus Revolution grows 52 million domestically and was given an A-plus cinema score grade by moviegoers. And check this out. The perfect score made co-director John Irwin the first director ever to record record four perfect marks. One was with uh, Woodlawn in 2015, I Can Only Imagine in 2018, and American Underdog in 2021. So no shortage of great uh, Christian-themed movies being produced and uh, coming out of Hollywood, which is a really, really good thing. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy for this little movement that's happening right now from Hollywood where Jesus is just getting all the fame and glory. Yeah, it really yeah. blesses my heart. Yeah, it's really cool. That's so good. It's so good. So there's some news you can use when you're talking about things today with folks. Uh, say, hey, do you have Netflix? Have you seen that movie Jesus Revolution yet? Uh, and then just let it go from there. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, Terry, yeah. for always finding positive and encouraging news. Absolutely. That's my relevant pleasure. for today. MK says, oh, let me back it up. Monica says, um, we would shut corn as a family. Mom would get several dozen. Then after shucked, she would bowl and take the corn off the cob and freeze it. Mm. I love corn on the cob. Yeah. I think I just love fresh garden vegetables. Yeah. We used to shuck the corn and, and do all that stuff too. So it was always a, it was a seasonal thing, obviously, but it always had a, it, it, it was a sense that the season is changing their family getting together. Holidays are on their way. You know, it's just a, yeah. a cool time. MK says, I do like s'mores and Rice Krispie treats, but I'm with you, Melissa. I'm not a fan of marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't think it's a tech. I don't take typically have texture issues but i think i think it's just maybe the the sugar content i don't know yeah but i like rice krispie treats occasionally also yeah so 
Good stuff. Hey, you guys, how about a little word for your day? How about it? Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Is it time? Sure. Anytime is a good time for the well, word. Well, I day. just want to talk really quick to you out of today is August the 10th. Can you believe that? It's August the 10th and kids are starting school everywhere this week. And because it's August the 10th, I went ahead and went on over to Proverbs 10. The verse that I'm going to read to you today, we've talked about. Actually, I think we've talked about it more than once. And we're going to talk about it again. I think it's important and the Lord really pricked my heart when I read this this morning. Um, Proverbs 10 and 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. I don't think we um, give near enough thought and credit to how our words and what we speak actually um, the power that they have, the influence that they have over ourselves and over other people in our hearing. I want to remind you of another verse in Proverbs 18 and 21 that says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Can you imagine that actually we have the power of life and death in our mouth? But it's true. It's true. Spiritual death and physical death, spiritual life and physical life. We often become what we speak. We often live up to our own mouth's expectation. I know that when we speak about um, uh, the righteous being a fountain of life, I know that we're making some small changes that don't seem like a lot, but I'm, I'm always the one that said I can kill any plant. But now we've decided we're not going to say that, right? Because we're growing a garden and we, we're enjoying this. Um, it is in the scheme of things, is it making a, a difference in a life? I don't know. But it's something that we're enjoying doing. But I'm not going to speak death over that anymore by saying I can't grow things. I didn't grow it anyway. It's the Lord who provided the seed. The seed went in the ground. The seed died. And then in that death is life renewed coming as a plant. And then this beautiful fruit and then this great harvest. Our lives are like this. When we speak negatively about ourselves, over our lives, about other people, it definitely influences and leaves the the mouth and enters the atmosphere and it changes the atmosphere. The word also says that out of the mouth, the, the mouth speaks out of the overflow of the heart. And so what we're really speaking is what we're really thinking, is what we're really feeling. And sometimes feelings can be fickle. Sometimes the thoughts that come to us are not necessarily true. That doesn't mean we just spit them out of our mouth. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to me this morning. You just get to hear about it. I tend to be one that opens my mouth right as a thought comes and lets it fly without holding it back, pausing and asking myself and the Holy Spirit, is this of you? Does this edify you, God? Does this uplift and edify the body? And if not, why am I saying it, right? It really is the truth that we will take account of every word that we speak. We will have an account. We will need to make an account for what we're speaking. Sometimes thoughts are errant and they need to be taken captive and cast out. But that is something that we do as we learn to have the mind of Christ. But we have the opportunity to not speak that out. That's a choice that we make. We really are speaking death over ourselves and other people. We are releasing word curses when we are speaking anything other than what is positive and uplifting 
by the truth of God's word, by the word of God. Would 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 Jesus say it? That's like a typical. Would Jesus say it? That's a marker. That's a plumb line. And if Jesus wouldn't say it, or you don't know, probably hold on to that and not release it. Right. I want to tell you um, this thing that I learned several years ago from Dr. Rob McCorkle. Um, you know, we call the word calls Satan Beelzebub, right? And we know that sometimes he's referred to as Beelzebub. Do you know what Beelzebub means? The definition of that name literally means Lord of the Flies, right? And so when we are speaking anything negative, we're speaking death. If we're not speaking life, we're speaking death. There's not really neutral ground here. There, there's not really in between. We're either speaking life or speaking death. What is attracted to dead things? Terry, what's attracted to dead things? Flies. Flies. We are literally calling flies, demonic flies, from our mouth when we speak dead things. We're inviting the Lord of the flies into our life and our circumstances and our atmosphere. Every time we speak a dead negative word, we're inviting Beelzebub, Satan, the enemy of our soul who wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. We're inviting him into our life every time we speak something death, negative, word curses. You know, some people release word curses and they don't even know they're doing it. Terry and I both together and probably separately, I wouldn't speak for him. I'll just speak for myself, have had to repent of speaking things that were death over other people inadvertently. We didn't do it. We, and when the Holy Spirit made us aware, we were, we were convicted and we repented because if we're not speaking life over people, we're speaking death. And if we're speaking death, we're inviting the enemy into their life, our life, and the circumstances. And I don't know about you, but I don't want him in my life. I don't want him in my circumstances. I don't want him in your life. You see, the word of God says, resist the devil and he will flee. If we're to resist him, then we can't speak negatively and invite him in. And so today I wanna to remind you out of Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth, your mouth, your words of the righteous, is a fountain of life. Would you be a fountain of life that people come and receive renewal? Would you speak in such a way that people are drawn to you to be renewed in their spirit, in their mind, in their body? Would you be such a person that speaks life that people come to you and they say, I'm just struggling a little bit. Would you just speak life over me? Would you just pray life over me? Would you just help me see the good by your words? But the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. We're a violent, hatred-filled people when we're speaking negatively and we're speaking death. Now here's the good news. The Lord is good and gracious and he's showing us this little by little. We aren't always doing this on purpose. Come on, you guys, we wanna be bringers of life. We don't mean to do this. So there's no condemnation this morning. I'm not shaming you. I'm not guilting you. Remember, this isn't for you, it's for me. You just get to listen. But I'm going to do better. I have found myself not doing well. There have been years in my life when I've done much better with this and I feel like um, I'm just tired enough, I'm just compromised enough that I'm not speaking and speaking life and staying on top of what I'm thinking and speaking. I need to do better. So I repent 
I repent to you and I repent to the Lord. And Rob McCorkle also says, Dr. McCorkle also says that he and his wife, Cindy, have been on what they call a grumble fast. What does that mean? They are fasting, complaining. They are fasting, grumbling. I want to do that. I want to take on that challenge. I too want to be one that only speaks life. You know what? That's hard for somebody who enjoys talking because sometimes there's just going to be nothing for me to say and I'm going to have to be okay with that. So I'm going to pray into this for me. I'm going to pray into this for you. And let's see if we can't today be a people who speak life. How about we just start with the morning? This morning, I'm only going to speak life. This afternoon, I'm only going to speak life. The evening, I'm only going to speak life. What if we just take it one moment by moment, one day at a time? And when we mess up, we repent. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pray for showing us the areas where we fall short in our speech when we're speaking death and not life. Will you make us aware, Holy Spirit, even before we're about to say something that we shouldn't say it? Will you stop us, Lord, before it starts to come out of our mouth and just remind us this is not me, this is not my truth, and this is not life. If it's not edifying to you in the body, then we shouldn't be speaking it. Lord, help us to understand that we have a choice to stop the thoughts from becoming words. Lord, I repent. I've not done well. And I know that. I feel that now as, I've, as I'm sharing this word, I feel the weight of that. Even this morning, I haven't done it well. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I repent. But I'm not just asking forgiveness and saying I'm sorry and then plan on speaking however I want. I'm really going to change my ways. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to repent, which means to turn. I'm going to turn. Will you help all of us to be aware of the power of our words? Life and death are in the power of our tongue. Oh, Lord, I, I, I don't want to miss an opportunity to speak life and love. I don't want to miss the opportunity to just be obedient and take account of every word. Father, today I want to commit to you a grumble fast. I don't want to grumble. I don't want to complain. I want to lift up with my words, edify, bring life, bring renewal. I want to introduce people to Jesus by my words and my life. I want my life and my words to match up. And I want them to match up to your word. I love you, Jesus. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's your word for the day. That's good. That's a good word. Um, an observation, a thought that I had in developing this whole process of uh, the, the Lord of the Flies. When we, because what happens when, when flies are attracted to dead things, okay, they, this is just the natural process. They eat. They lay eggs. The eggs are nurtured. And they reproduce. The larvae reproduce into more flies. And more dead things. And have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to rest and all of a sudden that pesky fly keeps flying around, lands on your head, lands on your nose, down on your arm, wherever it may be, and they drive you crazy? That is what we're talking about because mm -hmm. when we invite that kind of thing into our life, we're inviting death. unrest. Yeah, that's and so good, Terry. And, and, and just think that's, about it. That's a good follow through on that. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, I don't think we understand actually how far it goes into our life. I, I'll just tell you, I um, the last, this is the third morning. So it started, what day is today? Thursday, Wednesday. It started Tuesday morning. I had a little bit 
of a sore throat. When I woke up yesterday, I had a terrible sore throat. I mean, it hurt so bad. It was burning. Um, it didn't feel good to eat. I had I had a hard time drinking. Um, cough drops did not help. I, I just was really miserable yesterday in my throat. And I told Terry last night, I'm either going to wake up in the morning and it's all going to be amazing and good and I'm going to be fine. And then I stopped because I didn't want to say or... I could feel worse and it's just the beginning of something full-blown. I, I don't want to say that because I don't want to release that because right. I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that as I sleep, the Lord is going to minister to my throat. I know it seems little. It, it seems petty, but I want to catch this now. I want to speak health over my body. I want to be whole and healed in Jesus so that I am fit and ready to do all that he has set before me to do in each day. I don't want to be sidelined because I've allowed illness in my life because I've continued to agree with it. I don't agree with illness. Come on, I'm agreeing with health. That's right. And this morning, by the way, I woke up feeling much better. Just a little bit, just a little bit of something, but not at all like it was. And and I'm feeling so good right now and I'm drinking coffee. That's good. So That's good. Uh, just saying, we're going to speak life over our bodies too. Right. We don't have to agree with illness and affliction and pain and disease come on jesus overcame that stuff okay i'm done that's it no that's okay in case you're just joining in this is the good morning show with terry and melissa welcome we welcome you this morning we're on a little earlier than usual because of uh, some schedule things that are happening throughout the day but, but if you're just joining in, we can't see that you're joining in unless you type in your chat box and tell us where you're watching from. Yes. Just give us a hi, a friendly wave, a hey, how's it going? Uh, and maybe let us know what's happening in your day, in your world. If you got something in your cup this morning, you got a little something to help wake you up. Mm -hmm. That is always welcome for com uh, comments and discussion as well. Oh my, that's a sad looking cup this right there. This is a sad moment. It <laughs> truly is. And let me tell you something, as we're speaking life and I'm harping on, um, maybe I'm harping, maybe Maybe I'm preaching. Maybe I'm just sharing. I can't decide. You decide. Um, I want to pray right now for Jed and Taylor and Brett. Mm -hmm. They have also had this nastiness. Um, theirs has come about a day after mine started, but um, who knows where it started? Doesn't matter. We're going to speak life and I'm going to pray. Is that okay? Absolutely. And if you have a prayer request, type it out. I want to pray know. for you too. Um, right now, Lord Jesus, I just come against affliction, illness, disease, pain, in the name of Jesus for Taylor and Brett and Jed. Father, this stuff that's in our throat, this stuff that's in Jed's sinuses, the stuff that's keeping him from resting well and keeping us from feeling well, Father, we just rebuke that. We just rebuke it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that you are a God of whole health and you do a work completely. And we believe in that work and we believe in healing because you paid the price for our healing, our whole healing. Our salvation includes the healing of our soul and our spirit and our body. And so we're believing in that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Numbers are looking good this morning. Um, it's uh, the Thursday morning. Well, so. uh, it looks like some folks just got up, woke up and got <laughs> around and clicked well, in. Hey, welcome to you to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. We're so glad you've joined us this morning. I was thinking about that as we said we were going to go earlier this morning and I posted on our email that went out, which by the way, if you don't get the email notifications, go to our website and sign up for email notifications. When we do early shows or we do things different or we have an announcement, mm -hmm. we send it out in an email and I had to modify 
modify the email to say we were 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, 6 a.m. Pacific. And I'm like, oh my, that's really early for some folks. You said we were going to be on at 9,000 a.m. Oh, Mm 9,000? Okay. So welcome to 9,000 a.m. Anything I can do to help make it seem like it's a hour. And also, um, I thought about this that as we progress through the show, that more people would be joining because Mm -hmm. of that early hour. So we're happy that you've joined us. And our schedule has changed. So um, if you wanted to go into a little overtime when we've got things to talk about, we actually had a meeting (laughs) cancel. So, (laughs) so Janice, I don't know if Janice is on. Let us know. As quiet as everybody is, I'm not sure, you know. Uh, I'm not going to grumble about it at all. I'm just going to say I'm glad to be here. We can't grumble because we're on a grumble fast. That's right. Not a grumble fest, a grumble fast. Right. So our title title, uh, topic today is Strange Things Green and Sticky. And I thought this falls into the strange things category because it's green too. (laughs) There are some green things in it as well. Uh, This is gross. Well, and it's it's crazy because if you want to know how to get out of potlucks for the rest of your life, take a look at this picture right here. Get you a a bunt cake pan and a jello recipe. And I think you could probably I mean, look what's in there. I see olives. I see kiwi, peas, ham. carrots, ham, and is that? It looks like a uh, calamari. I don't know, or mushrooms, or what is in the I middle? I don't know that gray is thing. Is that butter? Uh, it's either butter or eggs or. Uh, oh, this what is, is this? Gross. It looks like they've piped uh, like deviled egg stuff around the no, bottom. No, that's butter. Uh, that's butter around the bottom that's- of that. Are you sure? <laughs> That's well, so gross. Well, nowadays, you know, the online world, it's its brimming with mouth-watering pictures of delicious food. I mean, think about this. Chances are that if we had the internet, let's say 100 or even 50 years ago, the situation would be very different because anybody with an old recipe book on hand, and we, we've had a few of those, can attest that some of them are somewhat bizarre. I mean, like a recipe for banana salmon salad. Oh, gross. Or a beehive made from liver. I mean, there's, oh. there's just a couple of examples of horrifying old school dishes that are shared on this Facebook group. It's appropriately titled Disgusting Vintage Recipes. <laughs> but How did you find that? I, it was sent to me. But these recipes bless the cover of some popular recipe books back in the day. Some ingredients uh, used in many recipes back then, such as jello, gelatin, uh, for example. They were considered high end because gelatin was prestigious at one point. I mean, look at the ingredients in there's this There's tuna it's in ring it. Ring around the tuna. Garnished with curly endive and radish roses. Gyros. It's got vinegar in it, got grated onion, cucumber, celery, pimento, uh, sliced stuffed olives. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You guys. In there. And not to mention tuna. So it seems like there was a time period where it was it was still held in high prestige, right? Jello was. It was inexpensively available. And apparently the industry seemingly had a lot to do with some of those recipes because we were coming out of a generation whose mentality was left over from the depression and the war and people didn't know how to use the new things that were available from the grocery store and to solve this companies put out some cookbooks and recipes that promoted ways to use their products just to try to help people out and i'm not sure how many people oh. they really helped out i mean look at this the new joys of jello recipe well i'm book. not as upset about that one read the how, middle one the middle one tomato 
tomato aspic. It's barbecue with salad. personality. That's just disgusting. Yeah, and the one on the left is some kind of a, a loaf of some sort. I don't know if it's got... It's peas and pimento and... I'm not sure what the base is, but I saw one in a picture that They was, even uh, decorated the top. I know it. What I know is it? it? I know it. Monica know says, it. oh, that looks absolutely nasty. It really, really does. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, Roger Randall's on. He says hey, he's doing his show this morning, watching you, our Roger. show. Roger. We K- love your show. Radio station KFGB in Topeka, Kansas, FM, and uh, on the on the way on the air on the internet, and he's doing his show watching ours. So welcome, Roger. Good to see you, buddy. Sister Karen Limcule from Hiawatha, Kansas. I I know she has made some she's wonderful potluck had, meals through yes, the years. Yes, but I can't imagine that she's put tuna in Jello. How how does that how does that even happen? I mean, who lets no, that, that happen? That is just disgusting. Where does that even come in at? No, it's you know? gross. Okay, I mean, I'm Rick Grable, Pastor Rick's on this morning. Yes. Good morning, Rick from Louisville, Kentucky. He's drinking Folgers in his cream this <laughs> and morning. And he also says, "Yeah, yes, it is." Yuck. Yeah, Gina yeah. says, "How about Thanksgiving in a can?" Thanksgiving I, in a can. I, I'm well, telling you something. There is nothing about. I'm gonna. I'm not giving thanks for this stuff. <laughs> this is grody. <laughs> well, uh, and and Karen says never. Right. I'm not sure if never. Never, never make those kind of things. Never, she's never put tuna in jello. Never, I don't think so either. Mm. Uh, you know, one one recipe book that was a, we're talking about these that was a hit back in the day and likely featured something similar to pictures on this list was Fanny Farmer's Boston Cooking School Cookbook. It was released in the very end of the 19th century, and it had recipes for such wonders as potted pigeons or mock turtle soup, according to the Smithsonian Magazine, and its popularity was evident based on the number of copies distributed, get this, resulting in roughly 360,000 cookbooks sold before the author's death in 1915. That's a lot of cookbooks. Well, they pointed out that Fanny Farmer believed in rigorous precision while cooking, which in her opinion made the food more delicious. Now we know a lot of people like to throw in a dash of this, a handful of that, and just, you know, maybe a cup of this or whatever. But she encouraged cooks to obtain standardized teaspoons, tablespoons, and cups and provided very precise measurements in her recipes, which people were not doing before that time. So you really? can see how it helped with the industry Yeah, because this is a turn of the century in the 1800s into 1900s. Hmm. And so when we think about that, she was encouraging cooks to obtain that standardized method. But earlier recipes were not as precise. How about this one? One of them noted down by a person deceased roughly four millennia ago, 400 years ago, right? Provided, oh, 4,000 millennia. Is that 100 or 1,000? You're asking me? Okay. Four, four centuries a would be 40 time years. Ago. Uh, their, four, okay. their recipe. Yeah. They said provided instructions <laughs> on how to make lamb stew. Here was their instructions. Meat is used. You prepare water. You add fine-grained salt, dried barley cakes, onion, Persian shallot, and milk. You crush and add leek and garlic. Wow. That was the recipe. You prepare water and you use meat. Wow. (laughs) Well, let me be clear. I am not always very precise. You know that about me. Um, I tend to, we call it measure with our hearts. Sure. Right? We do that a lot these days. Um, but I do have some recipes that I do follow very, very specifically. Yeah. So I guess it's a little bit of both. Ruth Morgan, Pastor Ruth, good morning, good morning from Ruth. Morgantown, Kentucky. She said, my mother made some things with tomato aspic jello. It mm. had celery canned... Car- celery and carrots in it. Okay, so I don't mind... I don't mind a little celery or maybe some carrots, <laughs> but tuna in the jello is she out. She also made a really yucky tomato soup cake. I'm on a grumble fast, so I am not saying anything that's not life-giving, but well, I don't know that that recipe is life-giving, so I don't know. I'm I was, not, I'm not going to, I wouldn't 
you know, I well, I was just, I was just relaying the information saying, you know, that there are some recipes out there that if you want to get out of how, but get out of potlucks for life, just take a couple of those every once in a while. And <laughs> people will be like, you know what? You don't need to bring anything. No, we've got it covered. Uh, just, just bring yourselves. That's all that's, that's you bring an appetite, right. you know, that's right. or you can bring the plates and the napkins. There you go. Something so, well, I don't know how safe that'd be, but, uh, welcome to the good morning show with Terry and Melissa. This is episode 141. <laughs> We're talking about strange things that definitely fell into the strange things category and even the green and sticky yep. today is national uh s'mores day so uh you celebrate somehow with uh, making a s'more either whether you do it over a little fire around uh, your fire pit tonight or uh, just ingredients in a pie or a cake or something like that that's always good and we've also talked about green thumbs we've talked about our gardening experiences and the canning and the process one of the obvious green things that I thought of when this was coming out was we are near the celebration of the anniversary uh, on August 12th of the original publication of Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. Aww. Over 8 million copies sold worldwide. Now, that may not seem like a lot compared to some things, but this is a children's book, right? And uh, in by 2001, it had become the fourth best-selling English-language children's hardcover book yet written. And as of 2019, uh, they've got that number of over 8 million copies. I'm sure it's a lot more than that now. Uh, Sam I Am offers the unnamed man a plate of green eggs and ham but he refuses right yeah what does he say um i, I will not eat green eggs and ham sam i am sam i am i will not eat green eggs and ham yeah, yeah. he says i i uh, do not like green eggs and ham i do not like them sam i am right and so sam further asks him to sample the dish in a lot of different locations like house box, car, tree, train, dark, rain, boat, and with a lot of animals like a mouse or a fox, a goat. And uh, finally, Sam I Am offers the man to try them and he tastes the colorful delicacy in hopes Sam I Am will leave him alone. Have you ever done that? Just to pacify yeah, somebody. Yeah, I'll just have a bite. Okay, all right. Just so you'll stop bothering me, I'll take a bite. So he declares that the dish is quite tasty and he happily <laughs> says, I do so like green eggs and ham. Thank you. Thank you, Sam I Am. Now, the interesting thing about this book is the, the vocabulary of the text consists of just 50 words. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, this is a result of a bet between Dr. Seuss and Bennett Cerf, who was one of the judges on the What's My Line show where they, they, they blindfold oh, yeah. the... Okay, he was a publisher. He was Dr. Seuss's publisher. And uh, that he they had a bet that Seuss, after completing The Cat in the Hat using 236 words, that he couldn't complete an entire book without exceeding that limit. And anywhere is the only word used in all of these 50 words that has more than one syllable. So really? you can see why it's a great starter for young readers. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Got I a love picture. this book. Green eggs. There's your green eggs and ham if you really had to go there. I, um, so there's the, I'm with, the green. I'm with the unnamed man. <laughs> I'm not sure that I love green the eggs and ham. The sight of it would make you think, oh, there's something wrong with those eggs. Are those even eggs? I'm not right. even sure what this is. It looks like avocado. Yeah, it kind of does. So, <laughs> you know, you can understand his hesitancy. But. Well, I love this book. I absolutely love, I love reading and I love early uh, readers. I love Dr. Seuss. I think I've bought this book probably three or four times mm, for three yeah. or four people, kids. I absolutely love this book. I think it's a fun one to read. Um, grandparents, um, aunts, uncles, moms, dads, put a kid in your lap, grab this book and have fun reading it to That's them. Right. I do really love Green Eggs and Ham. And I can't believe 1960. Mm -hmm. So that makes it 60 years old, mm -hmm. right? This is 23, 1923. So everybody get your calculators okay, out. Okay, 60, 70, 70, 80, 80, 90, 90, 2000, 2000, 2010, 2020. 
63 years old. 63 years ago. Yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're closer. I know that when you think about something that was 63 years ago and people talk about, oh, you got a call. People talk about how, you know, we're closer to, if you think three, 63 years ago was 1960, 63 years from now, I mean, it's, it's going to be 2080 something. And uh, of course, many of us won't be here anymore. We'll be with Jesus. But I, I just think about how we're, we're closer to, you know, things that... Um, back to that same date. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, stop saying it because okay. it's kind of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, time at a church potluck, I ate something that I thought was barbecue. It wasn't. It was tripe. Oh, man. Oh, pastor. I'm not down with that either. But you know what? I have learned. I think we can learn to be honoring and gracious. Through the years, if you don't know our history, Terry and I traveled for 10 and a half years as full-time evangelists and worship ministers and in singing and preaching all over the United States. There are different cultures in different areas of the United States. It's almost like different countries. We have tried stuff. We had no idea what it was. And Mm, we have learned um, at millions, almost millions, it feels like, of potlucks to be very honoring and gracious, even when something isn't all that wonderful. You've learned how to say, this is... I've never tasted anything like this in my life with a smile on your face. And I also know, really meant it, excuse me, I also know that surprisingly enough, I've had things that I really wish I could have again. There is a little church in Lawrence. We We would sing there on a regular basis, like at least once a year, and we would go downstairs and have this potluck, and they had a lady who had the best coconut cream pie. I love, I love coconut cream pie. All right. And I went downstairs and I, Terry said to me, Melissa, there's coconut cream pie over there. You have to try some. And I tried a piece and it was absolutely the best. And I went in search of whoever made it. I wanted the recipe. And so I asked every lady there, who, who made the coconut cream pie? Who made the coconut cream pie? I think her name was Betsy. I can't remember her name. Okay. Anyways, they pointed me to the lady who brought the coconut cream pie. And I said to her, this is hands down the best coconut cream pie I have ever eaten in my life. Can I have the recipe? And she said, "Um, it's Marie Callender's frozen pie at the freezer section of the grocery store. (laughs) Uh, I I was thinking that it was Mrs. Smith's and we were all looking for Mrs. Smith in the place. Was that what it was? It was Mrs. Smith's pie. I thought it was Marie Callender. It could have been, but I was thinking another it time. It might have been Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith. But let me tell like, you what one, it was. It was a frozen pie from the grocery store that she had pulled out of the freezer and thawed out and brought. And she did not even fake it. Like she made it. She was perfectly proud to have purchased it, which there's nothing wrong with that. But can I tell you, it was so good. <laughs> Monica has shared something here. She says he had a pastor friend who had a bowl of what he thought was vanilla ice cream, and he took a big bite, and it was butter. (laughs) What a surprise. I was like, I don't know about you, but this this here bowl of ice cream does not taste like ice cream. You know, MK said that Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss is 63 years old because the book is her age. It came out the year she was born. That's That's pretty cool. And good morning, Ardo Korkimaka. Korkimaki? Korkiamaki. Good morning. We honor and bless you. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Z to you as well. Also, (laughs) if you're just tuning in, we welcome you. We love you. And guess what? We're out of time. Are we? 
I want to do one more. Well, we can go as long as we want. We don't have any appointments. Do you? Okay. I guess we're going into overtime. Let's go for just a little bit. All right. Because I want to do like, just like, you know how we normally do the getting to know you stuff? Yeah. Well, instead of getting to know you, it's a little twist on the getting to know you. Because in getting to know you, we can call out a number between one and 200 or whatever. And we see what the question is. Yeah. Today, I was talking about, I had mentioned in the introduction that we would talk about, about some of the favorite foods or that are known in the state or the state has claimed them as their state food. Oh, okay. So let's do three. All right. Okay, so you guys choose a state. Just yell it the out. The top three your, states your, that thing. you type in, mm-hmm. we will look well, that up. Well, one person type one. So yeah, three each, people. To everybody type one. One. Pick a state. And we'll pick the top in three. In our 50 states here in the United States. For those of you overseas, I apologize. Uh, maybe we'll do an international version here soon. I love it when you guys pick numbers or pick states or pick whatever, because then we have no idea what's coming. Yeah. I love that. Well, each state has a lot, of, a lot to offer when it comes to food. I mean, you know, you think geographically certain places we've gone as we've traveled we have certain kinds of foods that we recognize as coming from that location i knew that was going to be and uh and what kansas oh okay but karen says she always asks is the crust homemade if if not i can i can pass it I can uh, bypass yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, uh, Karen, I, <laughs> there was nothing homemade about this pie, but it was really yeah. delicious. Some of the some of the best uh, culinary stuff that we have found, though, like I said, you cannot get in other locations. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not on this list, but I know for us, like North Carolina, when we go there, I got to get cheer wine. Yeah. The soda pop, you know, right. there's certain other things that are known for those areas. Yeah. Um, and some of them, of the states, recognize it as a state Food. I never so, had a derby pie till I came to are, Kentucky. So, all right, here all right, we go. So what are, Kansas. What's our first one? Pastor Roger says Kansas. Kansas. All right, so let's our go home to Kansas. State, both Terry and I are born in Kansas. Terry in the now southwest. Now this may surprise you. But Kansas, in, in for Kansas for the uh, the that's list here. Not it. Look at that. Huh? You're on. Oh, Kentucky. that's a different one, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. All right. So here it is. Oh yeah, they they do the line below below here. All right. So in Kansas, the Sand Hill Plum. I've never heard of it. Lived in Kansas all my life. Have you heard of the Kansas, uh, the Sandhill Plum? No, I feel like this is a lie. Also known as the Chickasaw Plum, the Sandhill Plum was declared the official state fruit of Kansas with a bill signed by Governor Laura Kelly in 2020. We've moved since then. We haven't been there. It's a native fruit in most of Kansas, and it's made into jelly, wine, and pie. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. We've never had that. What would you have thought from Kansas? I you would think of a state food. I would have... Oh... Um, either a bison burger or like a buffalo burger mm. or um, honey or sunflower seeds. Oh, okay. All right. What about you? What would I, you have you, thought of? Well, I, 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 you know, it's hard. I, that's why I, when I when I found this list, I thought, well, there's got to be something in there. Okay. So. How about, yeah, Roger Iowa? would figure barbecue. That's right. Barbecue. Kansas City barbecue, barbecue the hands down, yeah. the best barbecue yeah. I've ever had in the world. And that will never change. Yeah. I agree with you. And by the way, if you need to know what barbecue place to go to, go to Kansas City and go to Kansas City Joe's. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So Iowa, Iowa says Monica. Iowa is the sweet potato. Really? Sweet potato became Iowa's official state vegetable in 1995, but long before then, it was an essential for the, re- the region's Native American population uh sweet potatoes you can have them baked or fried but due to their naturally sweet taste they're a popular vegetable to include in desserts sweet potato pie would you be know i never thing. used to like sweet potatoes at all mm, but yep. as i have gotten older i have learned to like them in some ways in yeah. some ways you really like them i do mm-hmm. i do and i i like them in all the different uh, kinds of uh, ways that they mentioned there especially uh, at thanksgiving time we talked about that thanksgiving meals and monica yeah. said when they moved from north carolina 
Donnie bought brought four cases of cheer wine back to Nebraska oh. with him. <laughs> Good thinking, buddy. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. M cases, Oregon, please. Oregon. We know Oregon. That's their home state. Yes. So let's see what they have listed for Oregon here. Lots of states with the letter N. Uh, let's see. Oregon. Oh, I got probably, in trouble for saying it like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know. Because they're not Oregonians, they're Oregonians. Right. Okay, so a whopping 99% of hazelnuts in the United States are grown in the Willamette Valley of Oregon, named the state nut in 1989, not to be confused with a politician. They grew on (laughs) single trunk trees that stand up to 40 feet tall. While delicious on their own, these hazelnuts are a popular coffee flavoring, in addition to being paired with chocolate, even white chocolate, and uh, other things as uses a nut butter spread. Okay, so I was going to say, I love, I love hazelnut butter spread nutella is a brand name that most people know it by i absolutely love hazelnuts i like them by themselves now we call them also filberts Mm. filberts filberts and filberts Filberts. and hazelnuts love them as a nut i enjoy them in my coffee i enjoy the nut butter i i just that's a great one yeah well and it's really good. Um, you mentioned uh, bison burgers uh-huh. uh, as one of those. Yeah, um, I, did. I believe that it is. Yes, Wyoming. we'll close with this one. Yeah, Wyoming has the bison as theirs. Uh, while it doesn't have an official state food, bison is a very popular dish across the state, especially in a burger uh, with a similar flavor, a slightly different texture than regular hamburgers. Uh, they are actually a healthier option if you're looking to reduce your calorie fat intake. And uh, so there you go. Wow, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, that was good. It yep. was definitely enlightening, and yeah. I'm not sure I totally agree with it, but I'm going with it. Well, How about when they that? say that it was adopted at a certain time into the state, you know, and like you said, the Kansas one, I never would have guessed that one. But uh, like, you know what I feel like? I feel like they picked a food to represent the state that's supposed to be healthy, you yeah. know? And I think, well, okay. Mary Case says, wow, who knew? She, she loves, loves hazelnuts. hazelnuts. That's yeah? good. I know you always got hazelnut in your coffee, so yeah. uh, it, it seems appropriate. But I, uh, yeah, so there you go. Well, I'm glad we extended the Good Morning Show for that because that was fun. Yeah. You know what else has been fun? What? Being with you guys today. I'm so glad that you've joined us this morning on this Thursday morning. I hope the rest of your week is fantastic and your upcoming weekend. Well, we'll see you on Saturday. And we can't wait to talk about all the things that are going on. That's right. I know that Saturday morning we're going to try to hit the farmer's market before we come to the show. So we'll maybe have some more treats that we're going to talk about. Um, and um, oh, Mary Kay says for Oregon, she was thinking the Marionberry. And, so there uh, you go. Um, also, I just want to say that the farmer's market actually starts later. Oh, it starts at 10. Yeah. doesn't it? So oh. we'll, but it goes till three, okay. so we're good. Well, maybe we'll do something after that then. So we're we look good. forward we're to seeing you guys. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning we'll be here, 10.30 a.m. Eastern, 9.30 a.m. Central Time, and do the math all the way back to the West Coast. And we look forward to seeing you guys then uh, with all kinds of fun and uh, some great stuff, uh, a little more word to encourage us. Oh, and then to encourage you, grumble fast, not No complaining. No complaining. See how long you can do it. Don't Um, speak negatively. Don't talk to other cars and other other drivers and other cars. They can't hear you. May your mouth be a fountain of life today. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We absolutely love you. That's right. Bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. You can catch up on previous episodes, find links to our social pages, and drop us a line at our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Thanks for listening.